Retain Podcast. I've learned that awkward segues into ads are just a part of hosting a podcast these days. Similar to how awkward phases are part of growing your business. With features dedicated to sales, marketing services, and more, HubSpot CRM platform is here to help your business grow better every step of the way. With intuitive visual workflows and bot builders, HubSpot CRM platform can automate campaigns across your website, email, social media, digital ads, and chat for clear communications and zero mixed messages. With the Teams feature, you can organize your accounts by teams and segment leads, sort through content, and easily view team performance reports. And thanks to sequences, you can now create flows to automate sales outreach, follow-up, and timed personalized emails so you can scale your customer relationships like never before. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. All righty. Thanks, everybody, for joining today. This GGR session uh, was about leaning into the community, finding mentorship, thinking about your first uh 90-day plan, as well as sharing some tips and tricks for transferable skills during the resume and the interview process. My name is Katya Alfaro. I'm hosting today with Chris Taswell from Genesis, uh, and we are going to start to discuss uh, in a wider group about the topics today. Um, We had a really good turnout today. There's still 50 folks on the call. There were eight breakout rooms total. Do we have a Room, who would like to volunteer to go first? If not, I will pick somebody out. Let me see. Um, Room six, that was Michelle, Leslie, Jack, Brittany, Ava. Did you guys nominate somebody? We did. I think it's Shayla. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm back. Sorry, guys, I got booted out. <laughs> oh my gosh! No worries. Okay. Let, me see. Let me pull up my notes. No okay. Um. So, for how can you effectively communicate transferable skills on your resume in your interview? We put um. You want to connect the dots of your experience to customer success. Um. Use customer success keywords and terminology when you're speaking and also laying out the framework in the tell me about yourself. So Mm -hmm. um, basically, you know, when they ask you to tell me about yourself, that's your chance to talk about your experience and start connecting the dots to what you did in your previous roles um, and also making sure that you're accurately using the customer success keywords and everything. So the next question, how can you provide value when you are new to your organization? We, um, we have using your voice and providing your perspective in meetings, and then also taking notes on your onboarding experience and providing feedback to help out the next customer success managers that come on a team. And lastly, for what's important to include in your 90-day plan, we have learned the product, shadow the team and connect with coworkers and other departments, and also develop a workflow and self-evaluation routine so that during your 90 days, you can also keep track of your own goals as well as make sure you're meeting uh, the expectations your team has for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. I think you hit on a really important point is that transferable skills 
um, you have to be able to communicate how that connects with customer success. Uh, show that you've done your due diligence, you've researched the role, you know the terms, and you can give like-to-like -like scenarios. They're not going to be a perfect match, right? Because you might have not been in the role before. But as long as you're using that terminology, it lets the person interviewing know, okay, this person at least understands the function. They've never been in that space, but they've done their research and, and they at least understand that. And then to your third point, something that is something I always emphasize is connecting with other people in the organization, even if they're not in the CS function, because customer success looks different for, for everybody and every different department has their own opinions of what customer success should look like. Um, so an easy way is to connect with them and just ask them, uh, who are, whoever they are, in your function in engineering, product management, marketing, what does customer success mean to you and how can customer success make your job easier? Uh, and then that usually starts a pretty good conversation. Yeah. You can always pull the new card. Always say, you know, hey, I'm new to the organization. I want to learn how you know, I can help make your job a little bit easier. Use that to kind of put what's in it for them so that it shows that it's an opportunity for them to gain something as well. It's not just you seeking what you need. Great. Um, let me see. Room eight, that was Austin, Denise, uh, Difa. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Michelle, uh, did anybody want to, did we nominate a spokesperson? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I promise I'm excited. I was just I had a feeling I would get <laughs> roped into it, but cool. Um, so for the first one, I might need you to remind me of the questions as we go. Katya, sorry. First one, how can you effectively communicate transferable skills, whether in your resume or interview? Yeah. Second one, how can you provide value when you're new to the organization? And third one, what's important to include in your 90 day plan? Perfect. So for the um, communicating transferable skills, um, I personally talked about my transition from a sales role into uh, customer success a little bit over a year ago and talked about how um, it stood out, the sales role stood out to my employer and they actually took it to mean that um, since I was prospecting in my sales role, um, that suggested I would be natural at sniffing out expansion opportunities, cross-sell, upsell, and that I would always be chasing after that growth within the account. Um, it was not something that had occurred to me, honestly, before the interview, but it came up, I, I went with it and um, was able to land the role. So it was a little, it was definitely fortuitous in that way. Um, and then also uh, people in our group mentioned that they could highlight the coursework, uh, like the CS uh, courses they might be taking or have recently completed and just mentioning that uh, they have that same growth mindset. They might not have industry specific experience, um, which can be tricky when you might have a more technical product that you're interviewing for. But um, a lot of CS just boils down to building relationships and a wide range of industries and positions uh, require that as a key skill. So it's pretty easy to draw connections in that way. Um, second is about providing value early on, right? When you're new. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So again, from my own personal experience, I talked about how um, customer success, um, a lot of different departments like to call themselves cross-functional. Um, I think that customer success really is the definition of cross-functional collaboration. Um, and I even went so far as calling it a sink or, uh, sink or swim skill 
Um, if you don't build relationships within your own company, you're going to have a tricky time uh, answering some of those questions. And I mentioned that I personally don't have as much of a technical background. And I, um, as soon as conversations take that technical turn, I reach the end of my own rope pretty quickly. And so I need to have my solution architect. I need to have my cloud engineer. I need to have um, the deep bench of people to back me up in that regard. Um, and just also what Chris Taswell was mentioning earlier, um, when you're new, milk the whole, I'm new. Um, tell me everything you know. Um, I, I really want to learn. Please um, help craft my experience here. Um, and I always usually, when I was reaching out to people within the company, um, when I joined a little bit over a year ago, I mentioned that I wanted to, like Chris said, help me understand how I can bring value to you SES. Because um, a lot of people within your organization are going to have vastly different opinions about what CS does. And so a, it can give you a heads up on, oh, these are these are pain points that um, these are ways that I might butt heads with sales moving forward or support moving forward and, and ways to and kind of help you proactively think about how to solve that, um, which could lead to innovative process um, solutions, which would be cool. Um, conversely, it's also just a way to show that you're you're not trying to take their time just to take their time, but you really do want to contribute to the overall success of the company. Yeah, and that's it. I just want to jump in when you, it's, it's always good to ask questions and stay curious, but ask them in the context of what their expertise is, right? So if you go to a solution architect, don't ask them a support question, or if they're in product management, don't ask them a infrastructure engineer question. So at least do a little bit of homework before you ask the question and just say, would this person typically know this answer? Or if it's a very generic question, um, you can just, uh, one of my favorite ones, if it's if it's somebody who's like, I don't know how you can provide value, you should be telling me that. Um, you can uh, phrase it in a way and say something like, Well, what's the biggest pet peeve that CSMs do today? How you know? How can I avoid pissing you off? <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've spoken for a bit, so it's okay. It won't hurt my feelings if you want to jump onto a new group, Katya. I do, I do want to. We got eight rooms. We've been through two, and we have. 15 minutes and a hard stop. So thank you so much, Austin. I really appreciate your participation today. Um, let me see, who do we have? Let's go with room one. Vinny, I think that was your room. Did we have anybody nominated to speak for your group? Hey, yes, Katya, that was uh, me. Uh, so basically I'll just walk through each of the topics, uh, how we can effectively communicate transferable skills, uh, definitely highlighting the job description, uh, I would say our group just talked about uh, how we can talk about uh, past experiences, uh, telling a story of our uh, past experiences, uh, you know, being results oriented you know, with metrics, if anything, how can that correlate and just highlighting that a little bit, uh, what we've actually done. Uh, with question two, uh, I would say how we can, can provide value to the organization is uh, not being afraid to ask questions, being curious, um, you know, providing a fresh, uh, fresh pair of eyes, a different perspective, uh, asking what are the challenges that they're facing and what opportunities can we hop on to improve on, um, and just something to what we're looking forward to. And uh, topic three, I would say with 90 plan is definitely uh, being in alignment, especially with ourselves and with our team, uh, seeing how we can just set 
uh, the expectations for ourselves and them. Um, and each of this will just vary on the company and the individual. So and just really harping on, you know, what's really important, how we can just improve uh, our overall um, expectations, sending those milestones for ourselves and uh, just how, how we can upskill um, and then just being organized, time blocking, strategizing, and just uh, either working off our calendars and just uh, being open uh, and transparent with our communication. I like that. I think one thing that you said in that last statement was setting milestones. You're almost success planning your own career, setting milestones for what you need to get done in those 30, 60, 90 days. You know, you're really your first customer. So you can get a little bit of practice if you haven't been assigned a customer. Success plan your onboarding process, what you need to learn, what you need to gain from this experience to be the best value that you can be for your customers. Also, another good point is document, document challenges that you've had. There might be some opportunities where you're able to solve some problems that they might not have been able to solve before. So being able to give that new perspective is really a great opportunity and being able to document those challenges help save those that come down, you know, that come in onboarding after you, be able to kind of talk through those challenges that you had, how you were able to overcome those and, and work through those. So it gives you a little bit of expertise in that, in that regard. Hey, Gengar Rotane. I wanted to tell you about the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast hosted by John Jantz and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. The Duct Tape Marketing shares tips, tactics, and resources for you and your business. One thing that they've talked about recently is mapping out where your best customers want to go, which hits on a core customer success tenet of customer journey mapping. So go listen to the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Great. So we still have a couple of rooms who haven't uh, participated yet. Do we have anybody who wants to volunteer or riff off of something that they've heard somebody share so far? I think our room was room four and we pretty much covered pretty much uh, similarly to what everyone else has said, but I know um, someone just mentioned documenting challenges, but I would also say document your successes because that's one of the things that I didn't do in my previous role that I regret not doing because now I have to try to remember it. So make sure you document those too. Create a brag sheet, uh, an accomplishment log. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Amanda, I see your you raised your hand. Yeah, I'm uh, the others to go off of the brag sheet and the struggles. That's something that I wish that somebody would have told me as I graduated from college. Keep track of this for yourself because you're never going to you don't know how often you are going to be transitioning positions and how transferable the skills that you've acquired in your high school jobs that will support support you in your college jobs and your um, more adult jobs and professional career. Um, I wish somebody would have said that to me as I graduated, um, especially because I didn't graduate with anything where I'm at right now. Um, but I think one of the things that we, we didn't really stay to the list um, in our room, but one of the things that I saw that was really impactful for me, especially as a, a a teacher coming into customer success is um, the highlight sections. I don't remember which person in our group did this, but she would take um, the job description 
and then highlight it in the green in green on what she was like good at and then being able to give details for it in the yellow areas that she is actively improving on and then in the red it's just things that are not feasible for for the moment and then how the like 10 years of experience or 10 years of leadership would end up actual and then connecting what you've done to the 10 years of leadership that might be compatible. I love it. Yeah, really finding ways, you know, honestly, you, you had said, you know, about your high school job. You know, I always think back, my first introduction to CS or CX or customer experience was working at Chick-fil-A at 15. Like I felt like they set the bar very high for the type of experiences that you need to be able to provide your customers. So even going back all the way, you know, to that time, you know, there's definitely some opportunities where you had that foundation built. I really love that, Amanda. And I think there's, um, please don't shy away from any gritty experience, no matter how, um, you know, how, how that experience might reflect on your, on your resume. I've had a lot of people say, Hey, I, I've removed, I have, I've had a lot of odd jobs. I've removed them from my resume because I feel like it doesn't resonate with customer success. It might ding me during that process. Um, but from my experience, the most resilient people have gone through the most grittiest jobs are trying to make it work. Uh, and they do make it work. Right. So show that, show your story and be able to speak to it. Right. If you've, I've had a ton of odd jobs. I, uh, at some point I built an e-commerce site for an antique store <laughs> in Los Angeles, right? And today I'm a manager of customer success. If there's a way that you can frame that story to be able to communicate those transferable skills, please keep it on your resume uh, because I feel like grit and resilience is very important in customer success. And if you're able to communicate that to the person interviewing you and tie that into the actual customer success function, um, that'll that'll resonate and hit home for a lot of people. Yeah, piggybacking off of that, reframing and repackaging your experiences is really key. You might not have customer, customer success experience, but let's say you worked in the hospitality industry and you're working for are you looking to work for an organization that does solutions for hospitality and, and resorts? That industry experience that you have is transferable. It gives you a, a new perspective or a depth of knowledge that others aren't able to pull from. My experience, I work in telecommunications in the contact center space. So my previous experience, not having any customer success direct experience, I actually manage a contact center prior. So being able to use those previous experiences really helps you kind of get a foundation. And like I said, you never really start at zero. You actually have a lot of opportunities and experiences that you can kind of build off of. And like Katya was saying, it's just crafting your story and then being able to make that connection. Yeah, uh, to piggyback off of, you know, of what Chris oh, was sorry. just saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, to piggyback off of what Chris was saying, um, someone mentioned in our group, basically how um, it's, you know, a lot easier for you to really um, effectively communicate those transferable skills uh, when you are, uh, especially starting off as a CS and looking for that first job, um, really hone in on trying to find those companies that um, you have an interest in, you know, the industry, things of that nature. I feel like sometimes when you are applying to a new role, um, you kind of get caught up in just trying to apply to as many different CS jobs you see and not necessarily focused on the type of industry, you know, you want to be in. And uh, I feel like once you do work on that resume and do land those interviews, um, it will help if you are mainly focusing that search on 
um, you know, the, the uh, what you're interested in basically in that industry. Um, so yeah, that was a good point that um, someone had brought up in our, our breakout session and uh, just to okay. piggyback off of you, Chris. Yeah, yeah be strategic. Yeah. Uh, so I know we're getting close to time. Beef, I know you had a, had a comment you wanted to say, go ahead. Oh, I just uh, wanted to say something uh, when I had Katya mentioned the brag sheet. So I've been working on my CV for the past, um, uh, let's say, six to three months, and I keep reworking on it after every conversation I have with a CS mentor or a CS advocate. And um, uh, the more I work on it, I'm able to see a better reflection of me in the CV, a, a more honest reflection for the hiring manager to see as well. So very recently, um, you know, I uh, th there's always a section where you put in, you know, your achievements or your projects. And I completely changed the, the terminology just one day out of the blue. And I just just renamed it as success stories. And and I just I, I find that that my my the version of my CV now is more a very, very honest and realistic, uh, um, realistic picture of who I am. And I feel more confident to sit down in front of a hiring manager today with that version of my CV. Just changing that into my, my success stories is now I can relate to it when Katya says, you know, you need to have a brag sheet. I think I finally put my brag sheet into my, my resume. I love it. Great job. And yeah, it's really just being able to craft your resume. And one thing that I always like to do is take a step back and reflect. We'll always get into the details of specific roles and kind of have everything just plastered in our resume, but ask yourself, what story is my resume telling? If a, if a hiring manager looks at my resume, what experiences are they able to pull from? What, what does my story, my journey tell? Yeah, and, and we have a nice mix here of people who have been in the CS space or have been in the space for, for a while, as well as people who are looking to enter the space. Um, so my only ask is that if you've, if you've recently entered into the space, please share your experience, whether that be LinkedIn or within a customer success community. And if you've been in CS for a while, also start to share your knowledge on the different makeups of customer success teams, um, because it looks different at every company. I've worked at four different companies as a customer success manager, every time it was completely different. One was more support leaning, one was more expansion leaning. The last one that I was with, with um, Austin actually was more of a project management, change management function. It's always going to look different. Um, so please share your knowledge with others. You don't have to have a director or VP title to be able to, to share your knowledge with peers. Um, and then lastly, if there is a company that you're interested in, please don't feel shy to reach out to somebody who's already working at the company and get some insight into the company culture and what their bonus structure looks like, how are they measured, what is the company culture, uh, because I believe that's the best way for, you, for one, for you to stand out during the interview process, you've already done your research, and two, gives you a better understanding if you even want to work there. Love it. This is a great conversation. Honestly, I appreciate everybody that got, a, that got a chance to jump in, have these conversations, even just giving us your time to be able to have this discussion. Um, so we're going to make sure that we have this recording added to the Gang Girl Retain uh, website. It'll be, as, as we said, included on the podcast, but it was a great experience um, getting a chance to chat with you all, hear all of your discussions. Katia, I think there were a few other events that you wanted to plug in. Yeah, just, just a, a couple of things happening with GGR specifically. In February, there will be at least two sessions 
that will be centered around diversity, equity, and inclusion within the customer success field. Um, one of them, uh, I will be co-hosting both of them, uh, but they will happen towards the end of February. You're going to see those uh, links coming out, I would say, probably beginning of February, but I did want to give a, uh, a shout out to that. Uh, so folks, if you're joining for the first time, please feel free to go to Gang Grow Retain uh, and look at the upcoming events and know that the, those DEI sessions will come up uh, end of February. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for your time. I certainly appreciate it. Both Chris and I have a hard stop at nine to talk to customers. Um, and I hope you all enjoy the session as much as we did. We really appreciate your time. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. <laughs>